because Job was a real man, he could talk about and share with us real experiences. The first three chapters of this book introduce us and reveal four key facts. Job's prosperity, verses 1 through 5 of chapter 1. Job's problems, 6 through 19. And Job's proclamation, Job twenty twenty two. But oh, I love this one. In chapter 2, we see Job's perseverance. Satan said, and the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. He had already gotten his permission to go, and he goes straight to Job's house. I'm interested this morning. If Satan came to your house, what would he find? I've often said this, if God wants to get into discussion with Satan, please leave me out of the discussion. Please don't put me on the list. I don't want God and Satan talking about me. I just seem to bow under God's mercy and grace and fall on my face and say, Lord, you're, you're, you're what's great and please leave me out of the discussion. But as Satan come in the presence, he makes this statement. I've been going up and down in the earth. He said, now, what, what he's literally saying is, Lord, I've been going up and down this world and I'm telling you something, nothing's really affecting me, not bothering me. There's nobody doing anything. Uh, and, and that's like the, some of the attitude that you have. Uh, no, God ain't doing anything and ain't, ain't nothing happening. And, and so Satan said, ain't nothing happening. The Lord said, Hast thou considered my servant while I can Job? He's a perfect and upright man. He sheweth evil. It's almost like Satan didn't hesitate, didn't, didn't hesitate a minute about what was said. But he said this, Oh yeah, I know Job. I know him. You got a hedge about, by the way, how do you know there was a hedge about Job's house? He'd already visited. But he got to the hedge and he couldn't go any further. He said, oh yeah, I know Job. You got, and, and how did he know God's blessing him? I think Satan stuck his ugly head over the hedge looking. He's just saying, my, my, uh, no wonder he, he loves you the way you, you bless him and you're good to him and you, you build a hedge about him and why, uh, uh, you, you drop that hedge. And he'll curse you to your face. He'll curse you to your face. And so the Lord said, okay, all right, Satan. I'm going to give you permission. I'm going to drop the hedge. He said, hold it. He said, let me put your little chain around your legs, Satan. Don't you touch his life. So I'll drop the hedge about him, but don't you touch his life. 
And so Satan said, wow, hallelujah, glory to God. Praise. And he takes off to Job's house. So what did he find? First of all, this morning, I've done alluded to it first, he found a hedge he couldn't penetrate. Hast thou, has not thou made an hedge? Notice something. Is a personal hedge about him? Which is a courtroom scene and Satan and, and God are talking and they're delivering their different verdicts. God says, I tell you, uh, hast thou considered my servant Job that there's none like on him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and is sure evil? And, and God said, I'll take my verdict for Job. He's not guilty. Satan's verdict for, for Job was, no, God, he's guilty. And the reason he said he's guilty because he's accuser of the brethren. I heard a voice in Revelation 12, 10 saying in heaven, now he's come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his cross for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before the Lord day and night. God, the only reason Job fears you, the reason he's perfect and upright, the reason he does what he does, you pay him to do it. You two got together and made a contract. He would be all of this and you'd bless him and you would add to him and, and you, would, you would just bless his life and everything he does. You're not worthy to worship God. He worships you for what he can get out of it. So he found a hedge about him. Not only was it a personal hedge, but a property hedge. Hast thou not made a hedge about him and about his house? May I remind you this morning... Some of you got guns propped up all the way around your house and cameras and every other thing. But the grace head you can have around your house is a holy God. Amen. Amen. If we worked as much about a holy God around our house as we did trying to do it ourselves, it'd be amazing. He said, I, I see a hedge about your house and not about, about you, but about your house. He said, you got a hedge about them. He said, I can't do nothing with that hedge. He was a powerful hedge. He literally said, Hast thou not made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? God, you've got him boxed in. And I can't do anything because of the hedge. Someone said, well, how did Job build that hedge? Job 1, 5, and he was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job sent and sanctified them. And rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Did Job continually. Second reference of sanctification is here the first reference is concerning a day. When the Bible says that God finished the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day God ended His work which He had made and rested on the seventh day 
from all these work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. I still believe that God ought to get one day. Amen. Uh, set apart one day for worship is sanctified. How did he do it? May I say, Job built a hedge about his family because he had his priorities right. Amen? His priorities right. Job's prayer life was what it ought to be. He was praying for his family. Job purposed. Did it continually. This wasn't a one-time praying. This wasn't a one-time deal. But he's got God convinced now. He told God, he said, said, God said, okay, I'm going to drop that hedge. Now I'm going to let you in. Someone would say, well, preacher, didn't work too good for Job, did it? Oh, may I say, it worked just fine for Job. Because when Satan found a hedge, he couldn't penetrate but there was something behind the hedge. There was something behind the hedge. Now I need for you, please hear me. Please listen. He found a heart that he couldn't provoke. He found a heart that he couldn't provoke. He said, God, you put a hedge about him. I love this. He, God said, okay. So I'm going to I'm, I'm drop the hedge. You go, don't you touch his life. But I'll drop the hedge. Bible says, and there was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in her elder's brother's house. And there came a, mo- a messenger of Job and said, The ox were plowing and the asses feeding beside them. And the Sabaeans fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain all the servants with the edge of the sword. And, only, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. And while... He was speaking. There came to another and said, The fire of God is fallen from heaven, have burned up the sheep, and the servants consumed them. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. And while he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The Chaldeans made out three bands that fell upon the camels and carried them away and slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Wow. Wow. One after another after another. While he was just speaking, another comes running up. While he was just speaking, another comes running up. Do you see the picture? And while he was just speaking, there came also another and said, Thy sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their elders' brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house. And it fell upon the young men, and they are dead. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. What's Job going to do? What's Job? How's, how's he going to handle this? This monstrosity of being bombarded one after another, after another, after another. And the ultimate one, Job, your sons and your daughters are dead. 
And no doubt Satan is standing over in the corner saying, I got him now. I got him now. I got him now. And Job said this. Job arose and ran his mantle and shaved his head. Fell down upon the ground and worshipped. And worshipped. And worshipped. And said, naked came I out of my mother's womb. And naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord had taken away. And listen, blessed be the name of the Lord. What Satan found in Job's house. He found a hedge he couldn't penetrate. But in talking to God, God allowed that hedge to be took down. But oh, he found him behind that hedge. Something he couldn't do a thing about. Something he couldn't touch. He found a heart that he couldn't provoke. Boy, isn't it amazing in this mamby-pamby Christianity we have today. Someone looks at you cross-eyed. Somebody don't agree. Somebody get their feelings hurt and they'll blow up quick, God, and blow out my God in heaven. Why do Christians now say, Blessed be the name of the Lord regardless of what the circumstances are. Satan found a heart he couldn't provoke. And would you agree with me? He sure tried. He sure tried. Well, it don't take much to provoke us anymore, does it? God, we're so, oh Lord, we're so petty. I didn't shake my hand this morning. I'm just going to grab you. I didn't shake my hand. My God, if you can't stand with Thurman, what are you going to do when a horseman comes? Had an ideal. And he's, what did Satan find? He found a heart he could not provoke. I wonder, what would he find at your house? What would he find at your house? See, Satan didn't want his stuff. Satan didn't want Job's children. They just went to heaven. He wanted the substance in Job's heart. I'm going to ask you something. What's in your heart this morning? If, if, if God came to your house yesterday, would you be embarrassed? Would you be embarrassed? Would Satan look and he would applaud you because you're acting just like a lost world? And it may just be because you are lost. Just not saved. So he applauds you. You're his favorite person. Satan's favorite person is a person that comes to church on Sunday saying, oh, I love Jesus. But the night before, they lived like the devil. They acted like the devil. And they was nothing. They had no testimony, no God, because they don't know God to begin with. If you're here that way, trust me, Satan will deceive you till he drops you off in hell one day. 
What did he find? He found the heart. Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Some of you serving the devil, your Father, and you glorified Him in your speech, in your actions. You glorified your Father, the devil. But may I say, may we glorify Him. Let the light shine. Loss reveals something. See, it revealed His affection. Colossians 3, 1, 2. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on the things of this earth. My goodness gracious, it would be amazing what we could do for God if we love God as much as we love this world. As we much as we love our toys and our money and our things, it'd be amazing what we could do for the glory of God. His loss revealed his affection. His loss rebuked his accuser. But put forth now thine hand and touch all that he had. Boy, I tell you what, God, he'll throw his fist up at you and he'll cause you. To your face. Well, I see what happens. Does he? Joe's fixing to speak now. Is he going to curse him? Everything's gone. Nothing. All this wealth, all these toys, everything. I need to put this in our perspective. We don't have donkeys. But we got cars. We don't have camels. But everything in one moment was all gone. Including his entire family. Gone. Okay, Job's going to speak. Boy, he'll curse God now. He'll blame God now. God, I can't believe. Why me? Why me? You've done this, God. Years ago, family went through a lot of tragedies. The loss of a son. loss of a husband. And I'll never forget. Visitor... And I'm making this statement. God took my grandmother. God took my son. God took my husband. Why I want to serve a God like that? And we had nothing else to say. But what's Doug going to say? Naked. Came out of my mother's womb. Naked, so I returned thither. The Lord gave. And Lord hath taken away. Well, he's going to curse now. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Satan, whack! You know how to rebuke your accuser? Is you have a heart that wants to love him. He rebuked the accuser. See what Satan didn't know. Satan knew there was a hedge. But Satan did not know 
There was a heart behind that hedge that he could not provoke. Wow. A heart. Well, had he known that? Had he known that? I don't think Satan would have ever said, just take down the hedge. Let me take everything that's God. Because I don't want a testimony that blesses your name. I want a testimony that curses the God of heaven. He comes and does things. God took the most precious thing there is to you. Would you curse God? Or would you bless God? Wow. What if Satan came to your house? What would he find? He found a heart he couldn't provoke. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, and none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Boy, Satan, if Satan had known behind that hedge was a heart he could not provoke. God give us some born again, washed in blood believers with a heart that cannot be provoked by the circumstances and by Satan himself. What else did he find? He found a hedge he couldn't penetrate. He found a heart he couldn't provoke. May I say this? He found an honor he couldn't poison. He found an honor he couldn't poison. In verse 20, Job rose and in his mantle, shaved his head, and fell down upon the ground and worshipped. Don't miss it. He worshipped. And said, Naked came out of my mother's womb, and naked shall return to The Lord gave and the Lord had taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord in all this. Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Instead of cursing God, he's blessing God. God used two groups. Now slap yourself real good like, right, put a, a paper on my desk. It says two rules for marriage. First rule is the wife is always right. The second rule, if you ever think she's wrong, slap yourself real hard and read the first rule over. <laughs> Two groups Satan tried to use to poison. First group, his family. Then said his wife unto him, Dear ladies, would you please... Would you please, all you young ladies that ain't married, would you please hear this preacher this morning? I mean, really hear. Dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. He said to her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. Why shall we receive good at the end of God? Shall we not receive evil? And all this did not Job sin with his lips. Well, I thought he lost all his family. You know, he didn't lose all of them. He's got one left. Two reasons she was left. Matthew 19, 5, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother 
and cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. Her job one. First Peter three seven. Likewise, you husband dwell with him according to knowledge, giving honor to the wife as unto the weaker vessel, as being heirs together of grace of God. That your prayers, whoa, be not hindered. I don't believe for a minute Job's wife was a wicked woman. A wicked wife. I believe she's a weaker vessel. I believe she's a weaker vessel. Satan had used this before. This is not the first time. It's not Satan's first time at the rodeo. He goes through the weaker vessel to try to poison the man of God. The Bible says this. A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband. But she that maketh a shame where shame is to be disappointment, is rottenness in his bones. Now life's in what? Life's in? Life's in? The blood. Where's your blood produced? In your bones. Literally, you have the power to be a crown that your husband wears with great honor or your or rottenness in his bones and so destructive. I pastor a long time and I have witnessed a weaker vessel being used by Satan to run an entire family over the cliff. And if you are that kind of wife, you will destroy because you weld an influence like nobody else. Perhaps nobody cares the influence that a man's wife does. I am convinced that a lot of men could be great, could be great for God. But a wife, Satan's whispers in her ears, why you don't want to do that? Cost too much. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do, you want to do this. You want to do that. You want to do this. You want to do that. Instead of encouraging, become a, 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 a rottenness to destroy. Now don't you misquote Job. Job didn't call her a foolish woman. Don't you lie on him. God said, you're talking like a foolish woman. Well, how many times, how many times Satan has used the wicker vessel to be so destructive. He's standing there. What did Job find? What did Satan find at Job's house? 
He found a hedge he couldn't penetrate. He found a heart he couldn't provoke. But he found an honor that the most influential person could not poison him. How many, oh, I'm, I'm convinced, how many wives have poisoned the man's walk with God and standing with God. Oh, my goodness. Not only his family, now young people look his way. All young people look his His friends. His friends. What Satan couldn't do with a famine, what Satan couldn't do with a family, he sends three friends. Eliphaz, Zophar, and Bildad, no four friends, and Elihu. And the Bible says, and when Job's three friends heard all this evil, they come to him. They came, everyone from his own place, Eliphaz, the Timnot, Bildad, the Shuhat, Zophar, the Naphtot, and they had made an appointment together to come and mourn with him. And, now listen, to comfort him. They sat silent for seven days. And then... They opened their mouth and they started instructing. And they become instruments of Satan to destroy him. Well, say an honor. Are you, young people, look this way. Are you a leader? Or are you a follower? Which one are you? If you're a leader, are you leading people to Jesus or to hell? Breakneck speed. If you're a follower, where's your leader taking you? Where are you following? A friend. A friend that motivates you and provokes you to dishonor God. To dishonor God in your dress, to dishonor God in your actions, to dishonor God is not a friend. There's someone Satan is using to destroy you. These friends, this is what Job answered and said, I've heard many such things. Miserable comforters are y'all. Wow. Miserable comforters. What did Satan find? He found a hedge he couldn't penetrate. He found a heart he couldn't provoke. He found an honor he couldn't poison. But then he found something else. He found a harvest he couldn't prevent. Bible says in Job 42, And the Lord turned the captivity of Job... When he prayed for his friends. And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Warren Wiersbe says, We must not interpret this concluding chapter and conclude that every trial will win with all problems solved, all hard feelings forgiven, and everybody living happily ever after. Sometimes it just don't happen that way. This chapter assures us this. That God 
always writes the last chapter. And he's writing the last chapter in my life and in yours. God said, Job, he said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give twice as many donkeys. I'm going to give twice as many camels. So I'm going to give twice as many of everything you had. But then he said, Job, I'm going to do something else. Ten children already in heaven. So he said, Job, I'm going to give you ten more down here. He said, you thought you had some pretty girls. First go around. He said, I'm going to make your daughters some of the most beautiful ladies in the land. He said, they'll be absolutely beautiful. That's what he says. He said, Job, I want to do something else. He said, Job, I'm going to give you another entire lifetime to live. I'm going to give you another life. So he doubled his lifespan, doubled everything he had. And Job said, I got ten youngins in heaven. Job does something that's so rare. Let me tell you how, how fair these young ladies were. He gave them an inheritance. He'd never done that in that day. But he gave his daughters an inheritance. And Satan is over there and he's saying, Ma, I didn't expect to find that at Job's house. I wonder this morning, if he come to your house, what would he find? What would he find? Would he find a hedge? Hey, mom and daddy, would he find a hedge around your children? Well, I pray a, a hedge about my family. I pray a hedge about them. Would he find a hedge around your property? Would he find a hedge around you? Hey, when we. If you can get God to drop the hedge. If God dropped the hedge today, would he find a heart behind that hedge that he just couldn't provoke? I mean, he couldn't provoke. Would he find an honor he couldn't poison? You ladies... They went to the ladies' meeting. It was wonderful. I listened as Joe John Moffat spoke the last. I thought about this message. She's had everything in the world happen in her life. You could imagine. It's amazing. But you know what? She had a heart that couldn't be provoked and an honor that couldn't be poisoned. You witnessed that lady. You witnessed that like yesterday. An honor that could be poisoned. 
Hey, are you the kind of wife that's poisoning that husband? Oh, I, 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 let, me, let, me, let me speak to your heart for just a minute. Do you know what you're doing? If you would become an encourager to him, he, 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 he fought the world for you. He moved heaven and earth for you. But if you're poisoning, you'll destroy your life, his life and yours. Are you, are you, are you that kind of wife? If Satan come to your house, I promise you, he would know that. He would try that. Because you're the weaker vessel. I'm throwing him! No. Boy, the devil says, Whoo, good! That's the first one I'm going to go to because he knows how stupid that statement is. No, you're the weaker vessel. He would, you, an honor can poison. But then, then, a harvest. See, one day, the last chapter is going to be wrote about our lives. All of us here, the last chapter is going to be written. What will God write on the last chapter? Let's all stand our feet. Every head bowed and every eye closed.